Section 16. The French Revolution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The French Revolution by Hilaire Belloc. Section 16. Chapter 4 continued. The Phases of the Revolution. Phase 5. From the invasion of September 1792 to the establishment of the Committee of Public Safety, April 1793. The fifth phase of the French Revolution may be said to date from these first days of September 1792, when the news of the successful invasion was maddening Paris, and when the revolutionary executive, established upon the ruins of the old dead monarchy and in its image, was firmly in the saddle up to the establishment of the yet more monarchical Committee of Public Safety seven months later. And these seven months may be characterized as follows. They were a period during which it was attempted to carry on the revolutionary war against the governments of Europe upon democratic principles. The attempt failed. In the place of discipline and comprehension and foresight, the rising and intense enthusiasm of the moment was dependent upon for victory. The pure ideal of the Girondin faction, with the model republic which it hoped to establish, proved wholly insufficient for the conduct of a war, and to save the nation from foreign conquest and the great democratic experiment of the revolution from disaster, it was necessary that the military and disciplined side of the French, with all the tyranny that accompanies that aspect of their national genius, should undertake the completion of the adventure. This period opens with what are called the Massacres of September. I have said upon a former page that the known accomplices and supporters of the court's alliance with the invaders were arrested by the hundreds upon the fall of the palace and the establishment of a revolutionary executive with Danton at its head. These prisoners, massed in the jails of the city, were massacred to the number of 1,100 by a small but organized band of assassins during the days when the news of the fall of Verdun was expected and reached the capital. Such a crime appalled the public conscience of Europe and of the French people. It must never be confused with the judicial and military acts of the terror, nor with the reprisals undertaken against rebellion, nor with the gross excesses of mob violence. For though votes in favor of the immediate execution of those who had sided with the enemies of the country were passed in certain primary assemblies, the act itself was the mechanical, deliberate, and voluntary choice of a few determined men. It had, therefore, a character of its own, and that character made it stand out for its contemporaries, as it should stand out for us. It was murder. The prisoners were unarmed, nay, though treasonable, they had not actually taken arms. Their destruction was inspired, in most of those who ordered it, by mere hatred. Those who ordered it were a small committee acting spontaneously, and Marat was their chief. Footnote. The legend that Danton was connected with the massacre is based on insufficient historical foundation. There are several second- or third-hand stories in support of it, but the chief positive evidence brought forward in this connection is the stamped paper of the Minister of Justice. It has been amply proved by Dr. Robinette, was taken by a subordinate and without Danton's knowledge or complicity. 
to the much stupider story that the federals of marseilles took part in the massacre the modern student need pay no attention it has been destroyed piecemeal and on indefeasible documentary evidence in the monograph of polio and marcel it was under the impression of these massacres that the deputies of the new or third assembly of the revolution known to history as the convention met in paris this parliament was to be at first the actual later the nominal governing power in france during the three critical years that followed years which were the military salvation of the revolution and which therefore permitted the establishment of the democratic experiment in modern europe it was on the twentieth of september that the convention met for its first sitting which was held in the palace of the tuileries during the hours of that day while it was electing its officials choosing its speaker and the rest the french army upon the frontier to its own astonishment and to that of its enemy managed to hold in check at the cannonade of velmi the allied invaders upon the morrow the new assembly met in the riding school the menage where the two former assemblies had also sat it was about to separate after that day's sitting when one of the members proposed the abolition of royalty the convention voted the reform unanimously and dispersed on the third day the twenty-second of september it was decreed that the public documents should henceforward bear the date first year of the republic but there was no solemnity on the occasion the idea of no king was novel and untried there was as yet no enthusiasm for any save the monarchic form of government it was not until the title republic began to connote in men's minds political liberty and had become also the flag as it were for the victorious national defence that the republican name acquired in our europe and from france that strong and almost religious force which it has since retained the check given to the invaders at valmy again to the astonishment of both soldiers and statesmen determined the campaign sickness and the difficulty of communications made the further advance of the invaders impossible they negotiated for and obtained an unmolested retreat and a few weeks later they had recrossed the frontier meanwhile in paris the great quarrel had begun between the municipal and the national government which because paris was more decided more revolutionary and above all more military in temper than the parliament was destined to terminate in the victory of the capital the girondins stood still in the assembly for an ideal republic a republic enjoying to the utmost limit individual liberty in its citizens and the autonomy of local government in every city and parish but opposed to this ideal and far more national was that of the revolutionary extremists called in the convention the mountain who had the support of the municipal government of paris known as the commune and were capable of french victories in the field these stood for the old french and soldierly conceptions of a strong central government wherewith to carry on the life and death struggle into which the revolution had now entered therefore they conquered all that autumn the quarrel between france and europe remained doubtful for though the armies of the republic under dumouriez won the battle of Jemaps, swept across the northeastern frontier and occupied belgium while to the south another french army swept right up to the rhine dumouriez himself knew well enough 
that a campaign undertaken merely upon enthusiasms and with troops so mixed in character and many of them so undisciplined would end fatally but until the advent of the new year republic opinion was not instructed upon these lines and the revolutionary war seemed to have passed suddenly from the defence of the national territory to a crusade against the kings and the aristocratic governments of europe enthusiasm and enthusiasm alone was the force of the moment violent decrees such as the decree of fraternity which decreed an alliance with all people struggling to be free and the opening of the scheldt a direct violation of treaty rights to which england among other nations was a partner were characteristic of the moment chief act of all the king was put upon his trial at the bar of the parliament it was upon the fourth of january seventeen ninety three the king had already made his will upon christmas day and the chief orator of the girondins moved that the sentence should be referred to the people for ratification the fear of civil war more than anything else forbade this just suggestion to pass upon the fifteenth of january the question was put to the parliament whether the king had been guilty of conspiring against public liberty and of attempting the general safety of the state many were absent and many abstained none replied in the negative the condemnation of louis was therefore technically almost a unanimous one the voting on these grave issues was what the french call nominal that is each member was called upon by name to give his vote and an expression of opinion as well if he so chose a second attempt to appeal to the people was rejected by four hundred and twenty four to two hundred and eighty three on the third question which was the decisive one of the penalty seven hundred and twenty-one only could be found to vote and of these a bare majority of fifty-three declared for death as against the minority of whom some voted for the death penalty conditionally that is not at all or voted against it a respite was lost by a majority of seventy and on the twenty first of january seventeen ninety three at about ten in the morning louis the fourteenth was guillotined then followed war with england with holland and with spain and almost at that moment began the inevitable reflux of the military tide for the french eruption to the rhine in the low countries and the palatinate had no permanent military basis upon which to depend dumouriez began to retreat a month after the king's execution and on the 18th of March suffered a decisive defeat at near Winden. It was this retreat, followed by that disaster, which decided the fate of the Girondin attempt to found a republic, ideally, individually, and locally free. Already, before the battle of near Winden was fought, Danton, no longer a minister, but still the most powerful orator in the convention, proposed a special court for trying cases of treason, a court which was later called the Revolutionary Tribunal. The news of Neerwinden prepared the way for a stronger measure and some exceptional form of government. A special parliamentary committee already formed for the control of ministers was strengthened when on the 5th of April, after some negotiations and doubt, Dumouriez, despairing of the armies of the Republic, thought to ally his forces with the invaders and to restore order. His soldiers refused to follow him. His treason was apparent upon the morrow the convention nominated that first committee of public safety which with its successor of the same name was henceforward the true despotic and military centre of revolutionary government 
It was granted secrecy in deliberation, the virtual though not the theoretic control of the ministry, sums of money for secret expenditure, and in a word, all the machinery necessary to a military executive. Rousseau's dictator had appeared. The great mind which had given the contrat social to be the gospel of the revolution had also foreseen one of the necessary organs of democracy in its hardest trial. His theory had been proved necessary and true in fact. Nine members formed this first committee. Barret, who may be called the clerk of it, Danton its genius, and Cambon its financier, were the leading names. With the establishment of this truly national and traditional thing, whose form alone was novel, but whose power and method were native to all the military tradition of Gaul, the revolution was saved. We have now chiefly to follow the way in which the committee governed and in which it directed affairs in the great crisis of the war. This sixth phase lasts for nearly sixteen months, and from the beginning of April 1793 to the 28th of July 1794, and it is convenient to divide those sixteen months into two divisions. The end of section sixteen. The end of phase five.